Hey everybody, welcome to the Sack Podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Jesse and Will. It is a sad day because football is officially over. Yeah, I mean, it's draft season now, which I'm excited for. We've, we're going to have plenty of mock drafts for you guys. But uh, the football season, the 2018-2019 season, is uh, officially over after the Vince Lombardi Trophy has been awarded to... <gasps> The New England Patriots, yet again, tying the Pittsburgh Steelers for the NFL record six Super Bowls. Well, at least Pittsburgh has nothing to to brag about for the next few years because that's all they had over any other team was the most Super Bowls. So it uh, looks like their number one enemy has just become what their what, what was their last one? The San Antonio Holmes catch one against I, I Arizona. So. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was wow. <laughs> it's it's just been it's just been Brady or Manning ever since, right? Yeah. Wait, that was exactly ten years ten years ago, wasn't it? I think I, I want to say I, I might I might be a little bit off. My that was such a long time ago for me, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think that was the last Steelers. Uh, we do our own stats in this show, so forgive us if we're wrong on this. But but uh, yeah, so it looks like the Patriots dynasty uh, scored a a double hat trick. They got they got their six Super Bowls and. <laughs> In 20 years, good gosh dang, how is that possible? It's I, I still just beyond me. But um, they didn't do it because of the GOAT Tom Brady. Um, it was because of Super Bowl MVP, uh, and who I thought should have won it anyway, was Julian Edelman. Um, what a game he had uh, on, on that night. He seemed to be the only guy targeted, really, besides Gronk. I mean, Chris Hogan had a few targets in there, but Julian Edelman was... Definitely the favorite for Tom Brady on Sunday. Uh, that That is for sure. You're trying to pull up where exactly his stats are. Uh, there they are. All right. So, uh, receiving, he got two total targets, 10 receptions, and 141 yards. Uh, was unable to score a touchdown on the day, but just 141 yards. I, I don't I don't blame him for not being able to score a touchdown. It didn't seem like anybody could yeah. until uh, Sonny Michelle pounded it in. And uh, uh, two yards out after that clutch dime from Tom Brady to Gronkowski. Ooh, what a dime that was! So I guess in a way you, you could be like Tom Brady did it again, but I, I think this is more on on Julian. And uh, yeah, but how about this Patriots defense as well? Shutting down probably the highest scoring offense from this year, the Los Angeles Rams. Sean McVay, where did you go? And let me let me just preface this by saying, um, so. There was you can obviously bet on literally anything mm-hmm. nowadays, and there was a there was a bet that the Rams would only score that the Patriots would hold out the Rams to three points. That bet had four hundred to one odds, and somebody put two hundred fifty bucks on that and returned a hundred grand. Wow, that <laughs> this is why I wish that sports gambling was legal in our state of Florida, but not quite yet. Because just imagine, I remember I would have put the hundred dollars on the Eagles beating the Bears in the playoffs, and I would have I would have won three hundred bucks. But oh well, I I guess that that's my loss. Yeah, that Florida isn't legal down here yet. But we just, we just need to go to Vegas next season. I'm down. Let's let, let, let's make a trip, me and you. Let's just, let's just go to Las Vegas. But um, but back to this game. Um, that's, that's incredible, that, that amount of money, but no one in the world would have thought that the Rams were only going to score three points, and 
Um, I'm wondering, it's where did Todd Gurley go? Where did C.J. Anderson go? They had a total of 17 carries on the day, and had less uh, less than 55 yards total. It's that's um that's not quite the direction you want to go when Jared Goff is so reliant on his play action pass, and to where exactly where that got shut down and t- the running game wasn't going. Bill Belichick, the genius that he is, saw that, went after Jared Goff and. Jared Goff was unable to do it. He got sacked four times, uh, he went 19 to 38, and uh, only threw for 229 yards. Well, what do you think about that? See, well, what happens is when you get into a situation and the pressure starts cranking up, you feel like you have to, as a team, you feel like you have to make something happen. And the only way you can make something happen is to like really hit on big plays and throw the ball. Um you can't really – I mean, you can, but it takes a lot of work to grind the ball out. And when you're going up against Tom Brady, you need to make sure every single one of your possessions count. So you're going to want to try to throw the ball a lot, get in scoring position, and try to make something happen. But in the case of this game, um, you couldn't really force the ball down their throats. Um the running backs were basically taken out of the game. That's the thing that Patriots do best. They they take away your best thing and force you to go to your second, third, fourth best thing and see if you can still execute. And it's worked. It worked against the Chiefs. They took away Tyreek Hill for the most part. One catch for 42 yards uh, back in that game. And then they just kind of imposed their will upon you after that. Um, didn't really see a whole lot of James White this game. Um, only had uh, two carries for four yards and uh, four targets, but only one catch for five yards. Um, most of the most of the offense in this game was by Sony Michelle. 18 carries, 94 yards, one touchdown, along a 26. Mm, clutch. Um, had two targets, no receptions. And then Brady, who was 21 of 35, 262, no touchdowns, a pick, and he only got sacked once, which I think is impressive going up against this D-line. Um, but, yeah, pretty average performance from Tom Brady. Um, Patriots, again, for the second straight game in the playoffs, are negative in the turnover. They lost the turnover battle for the second straight game in the playoffs and won. The thing is about the difference between last year and this year, though, is this turnover came way too early in the game. It came when on the, I believe it was the the, the first drive, wasn't it? Um, it, it the it, first play of the game. Yeah, no, it was a. It was, it, was, it was five plays in. It was and, his first pass. Yeah, but there you go. First but, pass, excuse so, me. Yeah, there you go, but it, it's all good. But. He almost had three last week against the Chiefs, but they that obviously the D Ford offense or um offsides <laughs> negated that, but Unfortunately. <laughs> and, and now here we are, they are the champs once again. But um going back to your point about being uh playing the Patriots in especially in a stage like this, you have to take advantage of Every single time you have the ball. So let's go over how the Rams did that really quick. Well, the first drive, three and out. Great start. Um, uh, next, next drive, another punt. Next drive, three and out. Next drive, uh, another punt. Next drive, three and out. 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 
Um, oh, there it is. Field goal. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely how you're not going to want to do it. I think this, that's probably a big reason of why Todd Gurley and CJ Anderson didn't see a whole lot of this game is when they were in the game, they were only given the ball about once or twice, like maybe on that right. drive. You, you, get, you get the ball first down, then maybe you go one you can, yard. You, you can go maybe you get one to three yards, then either you either pass it or run it again on second down, and then you're for the most part in a third and long. And then you can't run the ball. It's not like you can run a play action from third and nine. We all know you're going to pass the ball unless you have that much faith right. in talking to mean, Anderson. But that night, I wouldn't have any faith in that. Right, because just the, the Patriots defense was just playing out of their mind. Trey Flowers, Dietrich Wise, uh, Kyle Van Noy, Donta Hightower, who was a uh, – he could have easily been MVP. Um Surprisingly enough, Patrick Chung went out of the game with an injury, and uh, Deron Harmon stepped in for him, and it, it they didn't miss a beat. I have a question for you. Um, so, in your opinion, do you think that a Super Bowl MVP is reliant is I shouldn't say reliant is biased towards the offense because this is a very defensive game, and like you just said. Uh, Hightower could have been a, probably the nominee for for winning the MVP. So do you, do you think that MVP should take a little bit closer look at, at defense, especially in a game like this where it's so low scoring? And in fact, the lowest scoring game in the history of the fifty two Super Bowls that we've had. <laughs> um, maybe, but I I actually don't think that I, I said he was in the conversation for MV, Super Bowl MVP, but I don't think he was there. Um, because I mean he had he had one pass deflection, uh, two sacks, two solo tackles, both for a loss, and three QB hits. It's a solid performance by a talented defender, but by no means do I think that warrants MVP. I think. 10 catches for 141 is a much bigger deal, especially when he was seemingly open on every single route that he ran. Mm. And, and they just went to him, and nobody nobody could stop him. I mean, it's not like he was taking the top off and burning him out the back, taking, taking him to the house, but... He was getting he, open. He, he took him to the cleaners yeah, running he, those routes. Um, he was burning Marcus Peters. He was burning to leave. He he was leaving people in the dust. I was like, you know, the, I was actually watching the game with a few Patriots fans, and I'm just like, oh, so so you guys don't don't have anyone, right? And uh, and I have a buddy who's actually a Packers fan, but loves Tom Brady. Had the Tom Brady jersey and all. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then the guy next to him has an Edelman jersey on, and I said to him, you know how I know who's a real Patriots fan in this room is. He has that jersey on, and not the Tom Brady one. And and here's here's the point I'm trying to make: is the Patriots have always had weapons. Are they, let's say, I don't know, a Mike Evans for for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or are they, uh, I don't know, Tyreek Hill for Kansas City Chiefs? No, not really. But Julian Edelman, if you that game on Sunday, if you watch the routes that he runs and the way he runs it, he does it with ease. He's he's losing these Pro Bowler uh, cornerbacks and safeties like it's nothing. And granted, of course, they're not in the Pro Bowl. Obviously, they're in the Super Bowl. Duh. But, but they, they would definitely be Pro Bowlers if they weren't there. 
But all I'm saying is, you got to take a closer look. The Patriots do have weapons, especially Sony Michelle. He scored the only touchdown in the entire game, and he was the star the entire year for the Patriots offense. And everyone's like, oh, Gronk's too old. In this game, Gronk. He's not even that old. <laughs> yeah, I know, but his body's old. Yeah, that's true. He's got city miles on him. Um, Gronk <laughs> had seven targets, six receptions, 87 yards, and that, that clutch throw of 29 yards to mm. Gronk to set up the eventual game-winning touchdown. Now, this was this entire game, like most people are like, yeah, it's boring. I wanted more points. And, I mean, personally, <laughs> I did too when I went into the Super Bowl. Like I wanted the I wanted the Chiefs man or Chiefs Rams part two like you know that fifty four fifty one shootout the entire game exciting fireworks everything just imagine what if we got that game but it was the same result thirteen to three just both defenses just show up and we we don't get that we're like oh uh, crap <laughs> but I I think well most people think it's boring and. It's like, well, don't watch the game if you think it's boring. Well, less people watched the game this year than last year. Um, actually, had this had this article prepared. Haha. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, let's see here. Comparing to last year, um, this year Super Bowl uh, averaged a forty-four point nine rating in fifty-six markets, which isn't bad. But the rating is down five percent from last year and was the lowest since Super Bowl forty-two. That's that's like. 11 years yeah so so, so in a, an 11 year low um but that's just because people who aren't true fans of the game turn the tv off because they, they weren't excited by this game it was tense the entire time both defenses showed up and showed out and it was it was really impressive because Going into the conference championship weekend, the four teams that we had there, the Patriots, Rams, Chiefs, and Saints, yeah. they all had the top four scoring offenses in the league. Like These were the four best teams in the entire NFL at putting the ball in the end zone. And it, what, ha- what we got was the all-time low Super Bowl score. And I, I I don't know. That's it, that's impressive to me. It, it it is. And the thing is about about the fans quote, I'm gonna put air quotes around the fans, um, is yes, I get it. Let's say your favorite sport is baseball, but you watch the Super Bowl every year. First of all, your favorite sport is baseball and that's probably the most boring sport to want watch on T V ever. Uh, but I like baseball, so don't get me wrong. But <laughs> here's the point I'm trying to make is if you're the average viewer coming into this game, you're like, Oh, I was I was I was expecting a little bit more than this as the Patriots, but here's the thing: when it's three to three heading into overtime, not overtime, excuse me, halftime, <laughs> you got yourself a ball game there. I don't know what else you would need. Like the, the teams were still getting down the field, except for the Rams, and it, 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 but it just it just came. It got to like the fifty, had to punt, and they keep coming so close. And that's like the intensity of what makes the sport so great is it doesn't have to be. 54 to 51 every time it could be 14 to 7 but you could still have one of the best games of all time the what what was what super bowl was it um like way back when like i think it was like the first super bowl with the with the jets and um colts yeah just in the and the colts back when they were there in baltimore you know what that score was 14 to 7 
And, and that still goes down as probably one of the best games of all time because it was simply a Super Bowl. Joe Namath, right? Yeah, that, that, that was the game where he became one an of the absolute biggest legend. upsets in NFL history, the Jets over the Colts. Exactly. And you know what? That's what makes the game so exciting. It doesn't have to be 38-35, the final field goal was scored in overtime. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry that the game was boring for you guys. I had a great time. And, you know, things to make it more entertaining, put, put money on the line. Put, put drinking games on the line. Make it, make it more entertaining for yourself. There's lots of way. You don't have to be that, that, that negative Nancy back in the corner. I guess if, thir- if 13 and 3, all right, I'll say tiny bit boring. But I was still on the edge of my seat the entire time. Right, right, because you were – both teams were – one play away from either blowing the game or breaking it wide open. Like, there were plenty of times where the Rams could have hit on something, went down in the red zone, and gotten even. You know, one of the stats I saw was the uh, the Rams didn't have a single snap in the red zone. Tear. But you know what's even more impressive? The Patriots only had one snap in the red zone. And that's all that mattered for them. Yeah, they got that, they got that pass to Gronk. First play in there, Sony Michelle run to the left, and he just bowls in. <laughs> Man, and and that's that's all the Patriots needed. Don't don't ever give Tom Brady that much time. And that was right, one right, of the, right. that, that was, was one of those what things. I was saying when it was like there's one play to break the game wide open. All you, all of a sudden you have this twenty nine yard pass to Gronk, and it's like, nope, oh, here we go. <laughs> but it, it easily could have been back the other way or all these other things like. Oh, the Rams could have drawn even there. The Rams could have picked that ball off, yeah. and it and it just because the game was so close, it could have just flipped everything immediately. Yeah, exactly. Especially on that on that one drive, and it was, gosh, it was such a heartbreaker. The the Rams finally seemed like they were going to able to get something going. They finally had a drive that was more than five plays. Uh, actually, their longest drive uh, came on that last interception. Uh, that Jared Goff threw, and uh, I, I believe it, the interception was caught at like the 10-yard line, and that's how close they were to tying this game up, and I, I think that was probably the biggest heartbreak for everyone in the NFC, or everyone in America for that matter, when Jared Goff threw that final interception. They went all the way down, they drove 48 yards, and took a heartbreak, and then with that, Gostowski, after, miss, after missing wide left on this first try, Hits up the middle and pretty much put the icing on the cake for this one. Um, Did you see the replay of that interception? Uh, no, like I didn't. The, the slow mo. Why? What happened? It it, it just kind of looked like Brandon Cooks got. That was Brandon Cooks, right? Or was it Robert Woods? Uh, either or, but uh, I, I think <laughs> it was Brandon Cooks. I think so. Um, it looked like he just got lost in the lights. Like he was surprised. Like. It was him and Gilmore, and Gilmore kind of undercuts the route, and he just seemed like he was surprised by it. See, and it, he just got he just got lost in the lights, and what could have, like, if he caught that ball or it wasn't intercepted, we're talking about a tie game here with because the minimum field goal. Mm-hmm. Either that, or they punch it in for find another way to punch it in for a touchdown. Now, would you would you put that more on the receiver, but? Like you said, Gilmore undercut the route. I feel like if he undercut the route, that just means Jared Goff should have put more air into it and probably let him more. Because he had about 20 more yards of extra space. That's including the end zone. Right. Well, the thing is, is that um, I don't know if it was a comeback. I'm pretty route. sure he. It wasn't a comeback. He. It looked like he was either going to run a 
deep in it was either deep in a post or a go and Jared Goff threw the ball to the inside and Gilmore who was previously behind Cooks um I'm pretty sure the ball was underthrown a bit and they had to come back for it and Gilmore just slipped underneath uh the receiver and picked it off and it's just it's just crazy to think that the game was decided on one play there and then one play in the other side yeah but i mean even with that they still had a little bit of light uh even after gostowski hit that final field goal i mean down by down by 10 it's possible i mean and and then it became impossible as soon as Greg Deleg, usually one of the most clutch kickers in this league. God, I'd never seen such a worse kick. Probably, I, I like it had no chance of going in between those uprights. Uh, like I, I tried so hard, just like, like use my uh, my superstition powers to just blow the ball the other way, but that that had no chance. He he messed that ball up hard, um, and then. Next thing you know, all the Patriots had to do was drain that clock, bleed it out, and once again, Patriots are the Super Bowl champions in 2019. We have to live with another reign of the evil empire. You know what's crazy? Um, you remember uh, the last the last Super Bowl they won, where Tom Brady got his got his fifth, and it was such a big deal because there was only, Charles Haley was the only other guy to have five, mm. and everyone's just like. Oh my God! Tom Brady's got five. Tom Brady's got five, and now after they went to their third consecutive Super Bowl and won it this time last year, falling to Philly, and it's just like not everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's got six. I mean, there are there are people who are talking about it and they're yeah, comparing Patriots him to fans. Michael Jordan, but um, like you see it on all the shows, like First Take and all that. Mm. Um, but up. I'm just kind of sitting here, just like part of me is like a little numb, just kind of like, wait, 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 wait. you're telling me that Tom Brady has, he's working on hand number two now? <laughs> and he, he might get it filled up by the time he's done. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I, I would be surprised. <laughs> you would be? I mean, so. There's no way he's going to get 10. Let's see, he's already got the thumb, right? He's got four more years left in this league. That that you only need is four more rings. <laughs> to, hey, so if you got if you got six, are you going five on one hand and one on the other? Yeah, I, I unless you want to do two on like your middle well, finger or something. You've got, you've got six. You could do one, two, three, and one, two, three. Ah, oh, that's true. We said this last time, didn't we? You could, you could just like have a little W. Of little... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to curse, so I can't, say, I can't say the F word. But his little ring is just like going like this. But uh, yeah, that that. Well, remember, you can't. It's a podcast. You can't show people. Yeah, I can't show people. Gosh darn it! That's yeah. What... But if you, if you had your uh, your index, your middle, and your ring finger on both hands, just decked out with rings. Just take out your pinky and your thumb. There you go. <laughs> And you got. I, I wish. I wish we could stream our podcast on like YouTube or something. But oh well, maybe maybe one day audience at home, but uh, or in the car, wherever you guys may be listening. <laughs> but we're starting to go down a rabbit hole a little bit. But um, so yeah, Tom Brady. I think with this, you can probably you can basically just put that staple. That staple of of the goats already pretty much there. I think we already pretty much accepted it beforehand anyway. 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, nothing you can really take away from them. Uh, Boston is title town in USA. I'm sorry for people over in New York. Sorry yeah. for Los Angeles. Sorry for Philadelphia. Any major U.S. city that has championships. It's right. It, not named Boston. Not named Boston. Unless yeah. it's L.A. I mean, because they they've got they've had their Lakers success. But you know, but you in know the past twelve years, I don't know. It, they got Super Bowls. They got NBA Finals. They got World Series. Three three World Series. They got a uh, Stanley Cup in there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they've got they've got all those. Uh, in L.A., they've got all of those um, Lakers teams. From how long ago? Talking like, talking like Kobe era. Talking like Shaq. And, and also Shaq. Magic. And also Magic. I'm talking like the past 15 years. You know what's crazy? Brady's now like starting to compete with like Michael Jordan and like Bill Russell. Yeah, he, and for, so, for ring- Bill Russell's got one for the toe. <laughs> he's got 11 that's uh, that's unreal but yeah he's he's throwing the conversation of greatest athlete and we're gonna have to accept that and at least greatest male athlete i mean I, or a greatest athlete i don't know whichever one you want to put it, if you want if you want to split that 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 uh gender thing but um i think either way he should, he should be up there uh for sure uh when it comes when it comes to comparing to michael jordan it's kind of hard to just compare that but um Anyway, um, so the uh, coming back out of the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the NFL awards were also last week before the Super Bowl. Um, Defensive Player of the Year went to Aaron Donald, as it should have. As it should have, he did a great job in the Super Bowl. Just wasn't enough. I'm sorry, Aaron Donald, but he he deserved that for sure. Rookie of the Year. Uh, this was a battle between Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield, and. Um, it was it was Saquon, right? Who won? I, yeah. I, I should do more. I should do more, more my research before I start talking about this. But uh, yeah, so Saquon Barkley, Rookie of the Year. Um, I think honestly, it could have gone either way. But uh, we'll give out your Rookie of the Year. I've, I have a feeling I, I know who you're gonna say because you're, you've been kind of biased this whole year. But but uh, but but uh, go ahead and say it though. <laughs> who my Rookie of the Year was? Yeah. Dun dun. Well, are we talking offensive or defensive? Just rookie. See, exactly. I, now, now I can already tell what you're going for. <laughs> uh, Mr. Durbin James of the uh, <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers, formerly of uh, Florida State University. Knew it. <laughs> um, let me pull up his statistics for the year right here. So, yeah, Selected I- to Pro Bowl. And first team All Pro, something that Darius Leonard, <clears throat> guy who shouldn't have won Defensive Rookie of the Year, oh, <laughs> hadn't accomplished. He hadn't made both teams. I'm, I'm gonna post this segment on Twitter, and then I'm gonna like tag the freezing cold takes, and I'm gonna see what they think. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm, that's, I'm, that's... I'm, I'm just kidding around with you, but you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Derwin James, in his first year as a starter, or as a Charger, excuse me, and as a starter in the NFL, he was just drafted, had, in 16 games, three interceptions, 13 passes defended, three and a half sacks from the safety position, 105 combined tackles, 75 solo, 30 assisted, Four tackles for loss, 
six QB hits. And that is doing this from the safety position. They moved him around the field. Ever He transformed their defense. They already had good pieces like Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa and them all. And um, King at corner and all them. But they, they really having him as a hybrid safety linebacker, allowing him to fly around the field. He's what made their... You remember in the playoffs, their their uh, their famed six defensive back package. Mm. He's what makes that work. He he is what makes that work because he's six three. He's big, strong, fast. He can play every single position on the field. Did you know there's clips of him in high school playing D tackle, <laughs> and he's just pushing people over. I'm sure because he's such a crazy talented athlete um that i i think i think the the awards committee or whoever decides these things whiffed on that one i mean darius leonard definitely not a bad choice he's the lead leader in tackles and he definitely deserved that in his own right but i i still think derwin got robbed all right. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> continue with the awards. Oh, well, as I mentioned, Darius Leonard, defensive rookie of the year. <laughs> yes. And then um, – well, Is he your defensive rookie of the year or is he your just overall rookie of the year? Derwin? Derwin. Yeah, I'd put him rookie of the year. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> because Especially because not everyone really regarded him as a rookie. Everyone was just like – Oh hey, this here's, is Derwin James. <laughs> here, here's this guy. He's here. He's balling. <laughs> what? Wait, is this first year? What? <laughs> You're kidding. But um, anyway, but uh, if I had to give out my rookie of the year, um, it really is kind of kind of hard to argue with Saquon Barkley because just the amount of impact that he he had on the Giants team didn't really show in the record, but he definitely is showing a sign of bringing this Giants offensive lot alive, and is definitely showing a very bright future. <laughs> For the Giants, especially if they still have OBJ long term, and once they get once they get rid of Eli, they'll definitely be okay. We can start talking about what they're gonna do with that coming up soon, because now it is draft season. Oh yeah. There's... And uh, on our next pod, we will have our first mock draft. We'll we'll start out with a we'll start out with a two round. We'll start out with a two round, and then we can. Now let's do all all seven of them. I don't think we have that kind of time. <laughs> No, we we need we need like we'll, we'll do, we we'll need do like a stream like a whole day. We'll do it. We'll do a two rounder and then we'll figure out to put out an article on the Twitter for our full seven rounds. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So continuing with the awards, yeah. as you said, Saquon Barkley, AP Offensive Rookie of the Year, um, AP Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald, AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. Colts linebacker Darius Leonard, um, AP Offensive Player of the Year, Patrick Mahomes, Game Changer Award presented by Gillette, <laughs> goes to Shaquem Griffin. I, I, I just want to put a star. Um, we, the SAC Podcast, are not sponsored by Gillette. <laughs> Although we would, if you want to sponsor us, Gillette, I will 
gladly take some free razors. Um, me and Will here have some nice beards. You can't see it in your car or wherever you are, but we, we need some nice trimmings here and there, you know. So Gillette, hit us up. Also Mountain Dew, I love you. The FedEx Air and Ground Players of the Year. Also not a sponsor of the sack. <laughs> My dad works for FedEx. We can get that worked out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> or He's, at FedEx. He's probably listening to this. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> dad, dad, please. <laughs> um, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes as to the air and uh, Saquon Barkley of the ground. They, they seem to really have gone back and forth on all their the offensive stuff. Two guys who really, really showed out. Um, another thing that was um, – excuse me, we do our own stats here. <laughs> I will say the most important one that, quite frankly, I'm, I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but uh, I've been saying it this whole season that this man will be the MVP. And what do you know? He was. My seventh-round fantasy draft pick of 2018, Patrick Hall of Famer Mahomes. I guarantee he, he, he will be a Hall of Famer one day. Just like I guaranteed how he was an MVP this season. Totally deserving. Uh, the, the other nominee was Drew Brees. And, I, and when they pulled up the stats, I think the only, good, the only difference was like the quarterback rating where Drew Brees had it over Patrick Mahomes. But Mahomes had 20 more touchdowns, about, uh, I think, like, 1,000 more yards, <laughs> and just, like, totally blew Drew Brees completely out of the water when it came to the, like, stat-wide. And, just, like, just the, like, MVP, most valuable player, with the most valuable, excuse me, most value heading the next 10 years is Patrick Mahomes, and he, was, he had the most value this year, without a doubt. This, this kid's so amazing, but... uh. Will, what do you think about about that choice for the MVP? Uh, I think it's the the right one, and as we see in college and in the NFL, uh, the MVP or the Heisman tends to be who's the coolest, who's the flashiest, who gets the most done while also looking good. And I think he definitely accomplished that. Uh, many no look passes and. Uh, Left-handed passes later, <laughs> he sits atop the mountain, and I think I think he deserves it. Um, that's not to dump on Drew Brees at all, but I totally think that what he did as a rookie, being only the third player ever to pass for 50 touchdowns, and I don't think nobody has ever in a single season thrown for both 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns or done it as a rookie. <laughs> that, I mean, technically, it's his rookie year, right? I, I guess. I mean, last year, technically, it was, it was my own r- rookie year. But because this year, I mean, this year is the first year starting. But either well, way. Oh, here, I have, I have a statistic for you. There you go. Hit me. Oh, sorry, I accidentally... Somehow opened an article about Anthony Davis. Also very interesting. Um, Patrick Mahomes is... This is this is crazy. I lied earlier. I, I, I didn't know. But um, 
Patrick Mahomes is on a list of players to have thrown 50 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read this list off real quick. <laughs> it's, it's a very long list. We all know. Peyton Manning at age 37, 2013. End list. <laughs> that he, that's, my, that's my favorite thing ever. I love it. <laughs> End he, list. he is... There are two humans on this earth that have been greased with enough God-given talent at football and the right coaching situation <laughs> to be able to throw for 5,000 yards, a thing that's already hard enough to do, and then also be on the list of throwing 50 touchdowns. That is insane, and he did it as a rookie. <laughs> it's, God, it's just so oh, wait, unreal. No, he's and not, oh, wait, no, he's not technically a rookie. Second year. For, I, I he's, mean, he's, a, he's a Ben Simmons yeah, rookie. I was, I was just about to say that. He's, he's a Ben Simmons rookie. Or I guess if you want to give him rookie of the year. He's a, like, like, a, like a rookie plus. Yeah. He's a redshirt freshman. <laughs> he's a red he's a red shirt freshman in the NFL. But um yeah, it's impressive that he throws fifty two touchdowns and this kid is only a year older than I am. I'm twenty two, he is twenty three years old. And I uh okay, so yeah, so he's he's older I was about to be like I'm older than him by two days, but never mind, he's older than me by a whole year. But um so my bet on it's, that stat, guys. And by the way, uh my bet on the on, on the uh, last stat I said about comparing Pat Patrick Mahomes to Drew Brees, um Patrick Mahomes threw two thousand more yards than Drew Brees this year, <laughs> and they—that is insane. And they still had Drew Brees in the run, even in the running for MVP. No one else should that, have been that's in the just, running. That's just respect for Drew Brees. I, I, I mean, I get that, but it's early, like, in, early in the season when they were on that win streak, I can totally see it. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes just stayed hot the entire year and stayed hot in the playoffs until they ran into the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even then, he still had man. a chance to beat them. Man, is he crazy good, and I am totally buying all of the Patrick Mahomes stock as if it wasn't already purchased all. <laughs> I purchased mine a while ago, my friend. So, hop on board. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so there was MVP. Um, we had the uh, Drew Brees did win an award, the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, that that reminds me of like there's there's a lot of like gimme awards in this that are just like it, res- it, that that show respect to people. It, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a coach award, and like and like a high school team, you know, like yeah, <laughs> like, you have the uh, built Ford Tough Offensive Line of the Year, the Los Angeles Rams. They deserve that. Hmm. Um, I I think I think I would put the Colts at a close second. At a, at, I would say at a very close second. As, as good as the Rams were this year, I, w- I would say at least the most improved was this Colts. They're supposed to be rebuilding yeah. this year. Speaking but, of the Colts, um, AP Comeback Player of the Year, Andrew Luck. Hey, now th- this one is definitely 100%. I agree with. He deserved it. If Coming it, uh, off a, just a bad uh, injury in the shoulder, had to sit out the entire year last year. He came back, took the Colts to the playoffs, and uh, – that's pretty impressive all of it in itself on a rebuild year. They're not even at the full team yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
but well, you, were you going to say something before? Um, the... Sorry, doing statistics. Apologize for that. Um, the moment of the year, sponsored by nobody. <laughs> sponsored um, by us. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers' comeback against the Bears in week one. AP assistant coach of the year, Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, who is now head coach of the Broncos. Now, hold on. Can, uh, I just want to pause just, just for a sec. That that one, the moment of the year. Like yeah, really. It, I I mean I think the Miami Miracle should have should have won that. Miami, uh, it did get an award. Oh, was that the play of the year or something, or was that like? Because I think that should win both if anything. Because that was like, what yeah, on earth the, just happened? The Miami Miracle won the Bridgestone Clutch Performance Play of the Year. Okay. All right, well, that's fine then, I guess. The uh, Deacon Jones Award goes to Aaron Donald. Okay. Okay, um, I like touchdown that. Touchdown Celebration of the Year. Oh, this would be good. Seattle Seahawks. I'm just going to look this up real quick. <laughs> Did it say which one? Or did it say just Seahawks just had the, the uh, best one? I'm guessing it's the second option. Post production from long pauses. It was called uh, choreography. Oh, I'm watching it right now. Okay, that, that actually took. That was actually kind of. <laughs> All right. All right. So we just watched the video. That that actually um actually what that wasn't bad. That a lot better dancing than I would do. I would say. Uh, for the honest at home, we just had to pause to watch the video. But um, so I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of better celebrations. I thought the Michael Thomas uh, with the uh, oh, cell phone sh- that totally should have won it. But, but the I, NFL wouldn't sponsor that, being as they find him, they actually find him more money than they find Nikel Roby Coleman for an illegal hit to the head on a penalty that wasn't called. Fun fact for you viewers out there or listeners yeah, out Mike, there: Michael Thomas is uh, a <laughs> Joe Horn recreation in the end zone cost him four grand more than uh, Nickel Roby Coleman ruining the Saints did. So there's that. Just a celebration. <laughs> um, as we continue with the awards, um, so the Seattle Seahawks choreography celebration, one celebration of the year. Boo. <laughs> Don Shula NFL High School Coach of the Year Award. Gabe Infante. Oh, it's that one guy from Philly, right, I think? Uh, St. Joseph's Prep. <laughs> yeah, I remember the Eagles tweeting about that. I was like, Ooh. oh, yeah, we did it. Go. Courtyard Unstoppable Performance Award. Jared Goff. Well, I have a game that says otherwise. <laughs> right. That was just a giant jinx on on their part. Wow. <laughs> Un unstoppable, you say. Well, he looked anything but. <laughs> um, AP Coach of the Year, Chicago Bears coach Matt Nagy. Truly amazing job that he did over there. I'll say so. Yeah. Um, he's making 
Mitchell Trubisky start to look like where he was drafted at. And I that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I I hate to see we both wouldn't ever wish anyone unsuccess as long as they're not from Miami or Dallas. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's it's okay. Um No, we're <clears throat> we're we're just joking. We want everyone to succeed and uh it's good to see that uh Am I though? He, He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, it's glad to see that he's really starting to develop and that's all thanks to coach Matt Nagy, uh, AP most valuable player of the year or most valuable player award. The MVP goes to Patrick Mahomes, which we discussed. And then, um, still regret not taking him in fantasy football. The biggest mistake I took. Life. Deshaun Watson. Well, to be fair, he only got 14 points in a championship game. So, uh, it, I mean, I don't know. It, it would have done more harm than good. He would have got you there. You know, but there's yeah, always that. <laughs> it depends on your team, obviously. But I mean, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah. I mean, so I'm, so is I'm his vision when he's not looking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jeez. I mean, like I love that kid. He's he, he's got a bright future along with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I I think it's only gonna be uphill from here. Hopefully, I I don't regret these words for the Chiefs. Uh, they're and, they're gonna be back. They're gonna be right back where they were this year. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I know um, they will be for sure. Our uh, final award given out this year, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, presented by Nationwide, which we are not sponsored by. I just felt like I should say that. Sack <laughs> Podcast is not sponsored by this company. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't have any sponsors, but um, not yet. There you go, not yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles defensive end Chris Long. Woo! Dang right, yeah, baby. Yeah, you be you be that good guy. <laughs> yeah, dang right, we got the best people on our team. What do you got? Super Bowl ranked. <laughs> uh, but no, but no kit. But uh, I was joking aside. Chris Long definitely. Uh, deserving of this war great 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 guy does a whole lot of charity work around philadelphia um he moved here from new england does a whole lot of great work does across the ocean does more all that good stuff um not not too much i know about because you know it's not really like football like related it's more just like oh you know this guy's a great man uh i would definitely vote for chris long in 2020 if he voted for president um you know, this is really off topic, Will, and I don't know if you want to talk take about it, but would you vote for LeBron James to be president? Since Probably. We're, since we're in the era of people running for president, like Dwayne Johnson and Probably. Kanye West, and I would, I would vote for him over Kanye. Oh, yeah, Kanye's an idiot. I mean, he makes good music, but he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, and LeBron James opens a school and gives every kid a bike. Imagine if we did that in, like... Any like every poor neighborhood across the nation, the uh, the he education. He would definitely he would definitely be good for the liberal agenda. I'll yeah, tell you it, that it would just be good for the education. But look, we're getting into politics now. I just, I just I just want to bring that up that I would vote for LeBron James as as the president of the United States. <laughs> but but um, um, yeah, talking about post Super Bowl stuff. Do you see that uh the clip of that guy trying to get into the Patriots locker room after he stole a security jacket? Yes. It, Anyone would do anything after Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. I mean, we had that that guy that went in there and stole the jersey. 
a couple of years ago. I would do the same thing. What what happened? That guy was he arrested? Uh, I, I think the the security jacket guy, the jersey stealer. The jersey stealer. Um, I'm not sure. I know they found the jerseys. Yeah, the jerseys were found. I think I think he sold it somewhere, and then they just they they, they like found no the the guy sold the jersey on online, and that's how they found it. And I was like, why would you? Selling that doesn't. It's literally know. a <laughs> cop out on yourself. Yeah, like just keep the jersey. I would just keep the jersey. <laughs> like what you Tom Brady? Or like like <laughs> five years later, be like, hey, I found this Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> yeah, keep keep it tucked away somewhere. I wouldn't just sell it online. People are stupid. Oh well, but um, yeah, this this uh this jacket guy um, who can blame him? I <laughs> just you know why not try it? You find a back door. You find a. Find a security jacket, and uh, you just want to get, you just want to go in and have some fun with, with your favorite football team. <laughs> you know, it was crazy how close he actually got. Like he stepped in the precipice of the locker room. He was in the door. He was he was there. He was, he in, was the, in the door, and then somebody smartly decided to check his ID. <laughs> it was uh, like, wait, 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 wait. Where where did you get this? Yeah, but but all jokes aside, it, he, he he could have been someone dangerous, and I'm glad that the, the actual security was right. there to to. Keep the Patriots safe. Darn it. Freaking Patriots are safe. But, but uh, <clears throat> moving on. Um, yeah, so uh, do we have any more sack awards to give out f- from ourselves? I mean, I, I pretty much already know what my MVP was and my Rookie of the Year was. Um, let's see. Uh, do you want to – let's let's take a few minutes and let's – You know, you know how um, like they always do these like way too early predictions for next year? Yes. Let's do our uh, way too early predictions for uh, next year's awards. Who do you think wins a defensive player of the year next year? <laughs> oh, man. Um, you got to still be thinking either, uh, the, go either, either Aaron the, Donald or Khalil Mack. Mack. Yeah, I was going to go with, with, honestly with Khalil Mack if I had to like, take a random – Freaking guess, and you know who you know who I'd <laughs> like February. to see. I mean, you know who I'd like to see win it. I mean, besides like Jalen Ramsey or Derwin, because they're my boys. You know who I'd like to see win it again? Who? Von Miller. Ooh, you know I I I I actually put him also in, in the top five for that conversation, especially with their new coach Vic Fangio coming over to Denver that even improved that defense even more than it really didn't really have to be. Like they got they got Chubb on the front lines. They got. Von Miller on the front lines. It's and I, you can't you can't double both of them. Yeah, because that leaves your center um, <laughs> with blocking two D tackles. Yeah, next you know what what are you gonna do? You're gonna have to double Von Miller, and then you're gonna have to some you're gonna have to leave one of them in in single protection, or you're just gonna have to chip with the backs and tight ends the whole time. And that's going to be a really good situation for them over there in Denver, especially with their new head coach. Hmm. Um, I really like him for defensive player of the year next year. Uh, what do you think about offensive player of the year? You know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be biased as heck. But you know what? I'm going to say it. Offensive player of the year and also comeback player of the year. Oh, I know it. Carson Wentz, he's been getting all this slander. He's been getting I, I I get a a lot of trash talk about him in general. No one's really sold on him, but 
All I'm saying is this guy's going to come back next year. I'm not going to annoy you at Will here in our studio because I can already tell you're going to get annoyed at me with my 10-minute rant at Carson Wentz. Uh, speaking of, how much time do we have left anyway? Uh, seven and a half minutes. All right, cool. I won't make this too long. But Carson Wentz suffered fractured stress, uh, a stress fracture in his back. He was playing on a bum leg all year. Uh, he was still a top 10 quarterback in the league this year with the games he played. Um, I think once he hits his OTAs, his preseason, his training camp, I, I, I think he's going to be back in, in, in that MVP form we all saw in 2017. I think, uh, I think the, the NFC East is going to be a very awesome uh, place to watch football for the next uh, years to come. Hopefully, as it, it was, it was. A... <laughs> it definitely wasn't this year. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was not good at all this year, especially the first part of the year. And then Dallas kind of like righted the ship, and they're like, "All right, I guess we'll play good football or something." I mean, if you're in the division, it's pretty tense. So you, <laughs> I think he, I think he definitely wins at least comeback player of the year, assuming he doesn't get injured again. Yeah, but if I had to be more real, um. I'd I'd put my money on like either Mahomes again or you know what? Watson. I'm gonna say Aaron Rodgers. Really, you think he's not gonna have a good year? I, it's way too early to say anything. I mean, that's that's the point of all yeah, this. Yeah, it's I, I, I know. So it's, so I'm just gonna say Aaron Rodgers. Uh, like you know, I, I don't know what's gonna happen in the draft. I don't know who they're gonna get. I don't know uh, if their new coach might work out or not. I'm just gonna say he does. I, I mean, I I said. Uh, he might be a bust, but I'm just I'm just gonna take this gamble on the way too early thing and say it, it, it'll be Aaron Rodgers. Would you put him in for MVP, or would you or would you give that to Mahomes back to back years? <sighs> um, because you know no. he's gonna he, you know he's gonna be hot next year too. Has, has someone ever ever won that award two years in a row? I will Google that. You keep talking. I, I wish I was more of a, more of an expert on this on this kind of stuff, but um, I don't I don't think anyone's won the MVP two, two years in a row. Of what I can remember, um, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I mean, he, he's going to have the same pretty much the same team going um, into it. Seventy eight, nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy nine. Earl Campbell won it back to back. Um, Brett Favre in ninety five and ninety six won it back to back. Okay. Um, and actually, he won it three times in a row. He was co-MVP with Barry Sanders in 97. Marshall Falk went back-to-back in 2000 and <laughs> 2001. All right. Peyton Manning. I'm not done yet. Pey- <laughs> so so the point is I'm wrong. <laughs> we, we like to stay petty. Um, Peyton Manning, uh, co-MVP with Steve McNair, and then followed it up with his own MVP in 2004. Wow. And then Peyton Manning went back-to-back again in 08 and 09. All right. Uh, Peyton Manning <laughs> won his fifth in 13, not part of a back-to-back. But, uh... Who yeah. was the last one to win a back-to-back? Was it that? The, the, last, the last AP... MVP award was or the last back to back was Manning. It? Manning, okay. 
Manning in uh, 08, 09. So my apologies, folks. I was very, very wrong in that last one. You can quote me on that all day if you want to. My apologies. So there <laughs> has been a back-to-back MVP. So um, uh, I, I would think- put my money on Mahomes considering he's doing things that only Manning has done. <laughs> yeah. And if he does it again, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised at all. So you know, I, I'm uh, I'll probably just say that for now, just because it's probably the safe bet on the w- way too early 2019. Um, but okay, so uh, <laughs> you know what else would be fun <laughs> to do for way too early? Rookie of the year. No. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get into that when we get into the draft stuff. Now, out of all of these new coaching hires, who do you think does the best, and uh, maybe wins a uh, Head coach or coach of the year, because coach of the year is usually reserved for coaches who turn their teams around really quickly. Mm-hmm. I I can say without a doubt that it's not going to be Mister Kitchens. In a ooh, I don't. Hmm, you know, I think he may he may be a surprise. I don't have a whole lot of confidence, but I, I think he 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 may shock us on that one. But um, my I think that uh, it might be. Bruce Arians. Yeah, yeah. So, Could also be Adam Gase. Um, Matt LaFleur doesn't really have to do a whole lot of work over there with Aaron. He can just kind of let Aaron go. Yeah. But um, I definitely like to – I can't wait to see where those go. But, but who's your absolute favorite? B.A. down in Tampa. Okay. For sure. He's done the best job um, assembling a coaching staff. He's known Jameis since Jameis was in middle school. Um, I think they're going to do quite well down there, and Todd Bowles is going to get this defense turned around. All right, let me give you my top three. Uh, I'm going to put Kitchens at, at four. I'll, I'll start it there. But Honorable my, mention. Uh, yeah. I'll put, I'll put Kitchens at four because uh, he, he may do it. He, he probably won't. But number one, uh, I, I will put Bruce Arians. Number two, I'm going to put at – Vic Fangio over in Denver because I think that with that strong defense, I think he'll he'll, he'll find a way to get it done. I'm sure he'll bring in some OC to, to work with whatever quarterback they uh, stick with over there. And at number three, I'm going to put Adam Gase up in New York because I just feel like he should have had a, a better shot down in Miami, at least given one more year with, with the Dolphins. Uh, as we talked to Mr. Kravitz last week um, about the Dolphins, and he also felt uh, that – Adam Gase shouldn't have been sent away, um, <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, I I, I kind of agree with him on that. Speaking of the, of the interview last week, uh, how about him uh, being the expert that he is and predicting that it would come down to coaching in the big game on Sunday? Yeah, and even Sean McVay <laughs> admitted that he got out coached there in the post conference uh, right away. He admitted it, and I was like, "Well, good job, Mr. Kravitz. What do you know? We bring in an expert on our show, and gosh darn it, he's right." <laughs> <laughs> yep, so uh, thank you guys for uh, listening today, listening to our, our post-Super Bowl, and uh, kind of looking into the start of the next Super Bowl, or uh, excuse me, next football season. Um, we will be ready with some draft stuff next time, and uh, this has been the SAG Podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Jesse. See ya. Bye-bye.